Almost something. Oh, there. Something. Wait, what's wrong? What's the matter? Oh, you, you froze up. You froze up for like a hot second. There we go. Hang on. Good morning, everyone. I am the Bat Cup, Rick Bat Cup. Hey, Bat Cup, how's it going? Ah, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. So you got you got Bat Cup, and I got and I got Jack Cup. So we're just we're just it's all about Tim Burton today, I guess. I'm trying to think of a way to make you feel bad about a very good reference, and I can't, so I'm mad about that. That's <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, Tim Burton's a nightmare to work for, and that wasn't even a pun. All right, thought experiment. And by the way, why are you two-thirds off camera? Because uh, when I... Because I look centered now. I had to, like, readjust it. All right, well, if you think you're centered, I'm going to leave. Is that better? I mean, to me, now you're centered. Is that better? To me, you are. But I don't know about what... Okay, because to, to me, it's cutting me off, like, right here. No, that's weird. To so, me, it's cutting yeah. me off right To here. me, you're perfectly centered. What, what do I look so like? So it's you? basically... when. When when we synced up, Facebook didn't take my video and jupe it over. Oh, it didn't. So, thanks, Facebook. It didn't Jupiter Legacy it over. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, something else we can talk about. All right, everybody. I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, joined as always by the American Dadass himself, real uh, the real Jesse Long, as opposed to the fake American Dadass and the proper Jesse Long. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, the, uh, the freshly va freshly uh, vaccinated. Did you get the Did too. you get the double shot or the single? Did you get the J and J? No, I got the single. So I got the five G this time, and then next time I get the Bill Gates track. Yeah. So so I'm getting uh, I'm getting I'm getting my micros my microchip turned on today. Um, so mm, I, I, yeah. but I've been told okay. that the activation of the microchip from everyone who's got it it does fuck you up a bit. So I'm a little worried about that honestly because. I have a feeling I'm going to be spending the majority of tomorrow just sort of like this on my couch. This is as Lauren had her. Shot? Yeah, yeah, Lauren. Lauren's second shot messed her up real Did bad. Fuck her up. I mean, oh yeah, real bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know she's got obviously underlying health problems already, but yeah. Uh, the the obvious benefit was that you know it it was. Oh, excuse me. Oh, pardon. It was over the weekend and. Uh, you know, it was funny. It got to the point where I told her straight up, I said, listen, you are going to drink this Pedialyte or I'm going to take you to the ER and we're going to have a $2,000 bill for you to get a freaking saline bag hung and injected into your body because there's nothing wrong with you. It's just flu-like symptoms and you need liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I So when I go back to Publix, I'm going to walk out with like an entire like 24 pack of Gatorade. Don't you don't use don't do Gatorade. Why? Uh, it might be too much on your stomach. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. Pedialyte works perfectly. Um, it's it's whole design uh, is to help, you know, babies rehydrate. So I under. Yeah, I, of course. I yeah. totally understand the idea of going with Gatorade. And I think that's fine. 
but spend the extra two bucks and go get a jug of Pedialyte. It works like a fucking charm because it also has carbs in it. Yeah. Speaking of things that, that are good for you, I I have purchased a uh, a thing to for, for for which to try. I believe it is called Wetonic. Okay. Wet Wetonic. I don't know. Based off of that fucking horrible Mountain Dew swill that I tried last week, last oh, time, I was like, all right, you I'm going to try something that, so No, it was fine, and that you liked it, and that you absolutely weren't lying about that whatsoever. So, uh, so Nikki got some for me. She saw it at the store, and she didn't know that I'd already tried it on the show. Uh, so she saw it, and she's like, oh, Jesse will probably hate these. I'm going to get them. And so it, it, and she purposely got them so I could try them knowing I'd probably hate them. And so I was like, well, I've already tried the strawberry one. And I was like, that's fine. We'll try them together. (laughs) We haven't tried them yet. But so this is a lavender lemonade, a functional wellness tea. Um, Sounds good. You're going to try it. Lemonade with a a hint of of outside. Bath and body works. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Lavender, uh, lemonade with a bit, a uh, hint of outside. Just a lemonade with just a, a, a bit of the outer world. Go ahead. Give the swill a swill. Ooh. I, I, I will say it smells lovely. I mean, so does most bath soap. I'm going to drink the shit out of it. That's good. I like it. It tastes like lemonade. It's very watered down lemonade with just some, like, nice smelling shit in it. I will... Happily drink that. It was three dollars and fifty cents though, so I probably won't ever buy it again. That seems like a bit much. Uh, it tastes like. Sorry. Go ahead. What does it taste like? No, I was. It tastes kind of like um, like an herbal tea, just like you know, like if you got like a sleepy time tea or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not sleepy time tea, but uh, it tastes like that, but less tea, more lemon, and just cold. Okay. And I don't know if you can see in there, it's actually purple. Well, that part of it I do. Right? So, I was going to say, so you're going to buy, you're going to I'm in already ordering three cases. So uh, before exactly. we get started on the show proper, it would be remiss of us not to mention uh, the very large loss uh, yesterday um, without even being glib or being silly about it. Uh, DMX passed away. Um, Earl is no longer with us and it sucks. Um, I am a child of the 90s. I had all of DMX's albums. I had DJ Clue's album that was essentially another DMX album. I had the Rough Riders album, which was essentially another DMX mm-hmm. album. I I really loved DMX's music growing up, and it never really stopped. Uh, the problem with DMX is the problem with any real artist that I've, I've gone over this 100,000 times on this show, on other shows, is that if you're going to be an artist, there's a good chance you're fucking insane. It's just, it, it's yeah. happenstantial. You can't necessarily create art without being a little insane. And some people control their insanity with, with their art, and that's great. And other people, their art is their insanity. And you eventually just sort of let them do their own thing. And then, as is always the case, if you get too much money you stop getting people who care about you in many cases and start getting people who benefit from you. And 
you know, the death of DMX is as much a suicide as the death of um, Robin Williams or Tony Bourdain yeah. or hundreds of thousands of other incredible artists. Now, you can say, no, he didn't die of a suicide. He had a massive heart attack that was brought on from an overdose or, or et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe he didn't have an overdose whatsoever. His heart just gave out. Well, I know he did have some underlying health problems. I, I feel like I remember reading about him being, like, in the hospital, like, a week or so ago. Or he was in, like, a vegetative... He had a, he had a massive... Up until recently. He had a massive heart attack that was brought on by probably an overdose. And even if it wasn't, his heart had suffered significant damage over the years from, uh, you know, drug and alcohol abuse and things that made him, well, who he was. Um as yeah. you astutely pointed out yesterday, you know, you were like, man, this, this kind of sucks. And you went back and started listening to some of DMX's older music. And listen, I'm not here to tell you that his older stuff holds up very well. Just like any stuff from the 90s, uh, there's a lot of homophobia. Mm. There's a lot of things in it that you sort of go, but it was the art of yeah. the time. And you don't have to sit there and go, I really hope they remake Archie Bunker today, but you can watch All in the Family and go, well, at the time, this was hilarious, so I guess it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like rewatching uh, Idiocracy. You, 15, you, you love Idiocracy, and you, you cherish the movie, and then 15 minutes in, you're just like, okay, well, you know, it's a product of the yeah, times, right? It really is, and that's, yeah. that's, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's an is. Um, that said... People who weren't there don't understand how unbelievably gigantic DMX was. I mean, the guy went from went from making rap records to starring in movies with Jet Li. And he, it's not like he was a tremendously yeah, good actor. It was just like he was just that popular. Yeah. You just threw him into movies, and suddenly yeah. the movie was even more profitable. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, like, just the, I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't. I mean, the person I was talking to, I didn't surprise me that much that she didn't know who he was. But so I, when I, I was, so I was at work when he died, or when it was announced that he died, and um, and, and I mentioned it to my coworker, and now she's a twenty-four-year-old, and she only really likes, and she doesn't like to listen to music that was made, before, made after nineteen ninety. But um, but so she definitely was doing the. Who she didn't know who the fuck the MX was, but it was so it, it was definitely just sort of that interesting. I was like, huh, really? You're 24 and you don't even know who the fuck DMX is. You know, like, even if it's not your cup of tea, I, at least you would know who he I, is. I would say that's more of an outlier than anything because if you listen to pop music, okay. popular music, like if you're if your specific genre of music is Guster, then no, you probably haven't heard of DMX. But if you listen to anything yeah. in the top 40, you have to know who DMX is. Also, I call a little bit of bullshit on that because if you've watched a movie that was an action movie with the year to date of oh. 1997 through 2010, you heard the Rough Rider anthem. Yeah. It was just in there. It didn't matter if it was a Mary Poppins movie. Oh, yeah. The Rough Rider anthem was yeah, in the movie. Every you know, every action movie in that time period, every once in a while, you say, stop, drop. Oh, yeah. Shut them down, open up shop. Absolutely. In fact, I would wager to guess that if you went to an area of the world, you know how if you, like, there's this great scene in uh, Pee Wee Herman where Pee Wee is trying to prove he's in Texas, and he opens up the door to the payphone, yeah. and he goes, 
the, uh, the stars at night are big and bright. And everyone turns around and goes, deep in the heart of Texas. I suspect <laughs> yeah, if you went to a office building of any variety, an office building, and just went onto the piano and went, stop, drop. At least a dozen people would shoot out of their cubicles looking to go, shut them down, open up shop. And then it would had them like, oh, now they're like, oh. And you would you would absolutely get a dozen people to respond, if not more. Yeah. If not more. Like, you just don't understand yeah. how influential this musician was. And no, you, Jesse. Yeah, you forget it was fucking everywhere man like holy shit like jesse there's one other thing i think that's really bugging you about this um this is your first experience essentially with someone who you considered uh an idol in one fashion or another dying at such a yeah. young age now i know you're gonna say but rick what if pro wrestlers and i'm going to tell you yes but yeah, what if pro i'm going to say yes but that all happened in your early 20s and late teens you're a 30-year-old man yeah. now. You just found out that a man who is incredibly successful is dead at 50. And this is hitting you in a way Less that, you, yeah, that you, you don't really care to admit. And this is the first real experience yeah. you're having with these emotions. I'm trying to think if I have any, if I have a counterpoint. I'm trying to see if I have any. No, I mean, like, yeah, obviously there was like, you know, when all the, there was the year, a couple of years ago, when it was like, you know, like fucking... Uh, Alan Rickman and Bowie and like all those like were dying but you know it's also those were I don't know if that's in the same league as you know like yeah someone who was popular in you know my you know my my, my youth you know I was still relatively young in the late in the mid to late 90s yeah. um I, I was younger than you um and but yeah no it's, this would be on the same par as you know like Justin Timberlake dying or you know at, you know Britney Spears, you know, any sort of pop star, you know, Christina Aguilera dropped dead today. That same sort of like, oh, wow, shit. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to go back and, you know, listen to his music and recognize that this was a guy who's the majority of his life was, you know, like, like his lyrics say, all I feel is pain. Uh, all I know is pain. All I feel is rain. And it was, he was a very tortured person who suffered a lot mm -hmm. and had a lot of suffering thrust upon him and i think a lot of us related to that uh in many ways yeah you know in many ways he he just never could get out of the life that was killing him i urge yeah. everyone no i didn't listen to slipping and watch the video to slipping yes yeah. it's prophetic like i just watched the video to slip yeah. it starts with him being revived in an ambulance because his heart stopped because he OD'd. And I'm just oh, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, people will tell you what's yeah. going to happen to them if you listen. Yeah, I mean, no, there's definitely a lot of songs where if you actually listen to the lyric, you know, I mean, it, it, it's easy to listen to DMX and you can just get wrapped up in the <laughs> kind of of his, of his, you know, of his musical style. But like, there's actually, you know, there's some... You know, so if you actually listen to the lyrical content of some of his songs, you know, yeah, okay, the homophobic ones, let's leave those alone. But, you know, the, uh, the, you know, if you listen to, I, I think, like, X Gun, give it to you. Like, you know, if you actually, like, 
there's there's good there's meat there and you can tell there's something there there's not it's not just you know him barking at a microphone for you know three minutes with a cool with a catchy beat i mean we we consider dj khaled to be amazing and he just says his name over and over again and gives people the same beat and just speeds it up and slows it down watch this maybe that's that are simply the same every year no matter what just sped up or slowed down it's mania week jesse long Wrestle the mania. I was gonna. I was gonna say maybe we should to to see if we can become super successful podcasters. We'll just shout out our name, just repeatedly every once in a while. We'll just you know just be doing team Hammerfist. Jesse, and I can tell you that- from having an incredibly marketable nickname that I gave myself fifteen years ago, that shit doesn't work. <laughs> But Rick, don't you just like go into places and just shout out Rick the Sussman? Yes, I do, and no one cares. No one cares. No one gives any. They just look at me like. One of my most successful uh, Instagram uh, posts was from yesterday, where uh, Facebook tried to market a shirt uh, because it heard my name so much. It was like, "Don't you want this shirt that says you're a Sussman?" I'm like, "I don't. I don't Facebook." That was a bad yeah. shot. I've, I've seen so many. It's a long thing. You wouldn't understand. Right, right. Mm, you might understand. It's it's yeah. not very deep. So it's Mania Week, and that means here in Tampa, yeah. Florida, uh, East, yeah. uh, as we refer to it, uh, or Orlando, for those of you playing at home, there is tons of wrestling to be had everywhere. And... Uh, and I'm staying as far the fuck away from it as possible. Jesse. Oh my god. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I so I, I mentioned to you on in, in in text. I had some people come into my store. They wanted a couple shirts. Printed with like Shotzi and Raquel on them. Uh and Ember. I'm not gonna leave her out. Um and and, and they're like, yeah, no, we're going to take over both nights. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm like, awesome. Don't come back here for another two weeks. You know, one of, I like I'm staying the hell. And I literally said I'm staying the hell away from it. One of my guys uh, I, that I uh, that is in my on my team, uh, he is uh, going. He's he's went to opening day uh, at the Rays game, and he's going to stay in Tampa. Mm-hmm. He said he he explained that, that he and his buddies bought one of the pods, so they're they're in a pod at uh, the stadium, mm-hmm. and they're going to be seated together. And, you know, and I'm just like, I'm really okay. glad that you're 23 years old because uh, that's great. You're probably not going to die when you get COVID. And yeah, his response was like, well, I mean, you know, and he got his first vaccine. So he himself was probably not going to contract it because when you get your first shot, you're like 80% safe. But I, I do not... I'm not driving. No, anywhere. I don't need this. I do not need this. And even if the WWE product was something that I was super excited about, it's not. I would not be putting myself in this situation. I just don't get this shit. We, you know, the American people are really lucky in that we are hoarding the fuck out of this vaccine. Canada can't get it. The UK can't get it. We bought all of the vaccines for our moron people. And before you get started, I know why. The reason is because our country refuses to tell us to sit at home and they won't give us money. You think your country's bad. Add total, the total amount of money human beings have received in the life of the pandemic in the United States is $3,400. No, sorry, 
$3,200, pardon me, $3,200. If you're living in a city, that is rent for two months and maybe a little bit of rent for the third month. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I no, know that's, what that's, our country is doing. My, my, I recognize what we're up to. I know how, you know, why we're hoarding the vaccines is because we live in a country where 20% of the population thinks that they matter and 80% of the population lives in the East and West Coast and the 20% somehow thinks because they farm grain all day long, their vote is more important than mine. I don't understand that. I think farming is very important. I also don't understand why that guy's vote matters more than I do. It sucks that I live in Florida and my vote doesn't matter, but I am getting this vaccine. It is free, and I'm sorry, Canada, but at least you have health care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet. Uh, I, I don't, I'm going to paraphrase it badly, but it was basically uh, – I don't know. Maybe you're the one that retweeted it, and maybe I saw it through you. But it was um, basically – it was. Um, you see how, you know, how easy it is. There's a problem, and there's a, there's a solution for it. And you can go get it, and it's free. That's how healthcare is supposed right. to be. And you know, yeah. there's there's upwards of thirty yeah. percent of the population is worried about getting the vaccine because they think it's going to uh, you know cost them uh, a copay. My wife's copay to go see her cardiologist just to walk through the door and have the cardiologist go, "We're going to refer you up ninety fucking dollars." Just, just he oh. he's a he's a hundy. Like, oh, well, that's great. That's wonderful. Thank you. A whole day's work. Ugh, Jesus. No. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, if I have anything wrong with me, it, you know, I, 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 I definitely had that thought of like, well, hope nothing's wrong with me because I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah. The American healthcare system is just don't be sick. Um there's a great article about yeah. <laughs> uh, the rise in um, and late uh, uh, and, and elderly cancer patients and elderly um, problems. And the reason why there's such a, such a rise is I think you have to be 65 in this country to get Medicaid Part B, which is uh, the, the government run health care. So people just wait mm -hmm. until they yeah. get the Medicaid that they, you know, and then they go to the doctor and says, yeah, you have stage four lung cancer. And they're like, you know, I did think the tumor growing out of my chest was weird, but I wasn't able to do anything about it. So I, I here I am. Yeah, I know. I know Nikki's got uh, her, her knees are killing her and she probably has, you know, arthritis in like her knuckles. And we're just sitting and, um, and like she's definitely and from from hand sanitizing and wiping shit down so much over the past few years it caused her like you know her eczema to flare up to the point where her skin's just fucking cracking on her fingers and i'm like babe we need to get you into a doctor and she's like i'm not pay we're not paying for that I'm like no we've got other things we've got to pay for right now like well this is how poverty works by not paying to go see the doctor now you you yeah. pay for it even worse and, you know, two or three years or five years or whatever. This is just how the cycle is done. So how does all this relate yep. to WrestleMania? Why does it relate? Well, on the one hand, WrestleMania typically is an opportunity for us to forget our troubles and sit down for apparently two days and watch ridiculously good wrestling and have a good time. And this year should be no different. I imagine Kevin uh, Steen is going to jump off a pirate ship and that's going to be amazing. But uh, I'll watch it in GIFs. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going to distill WrestleMania down to whatever is on my Twitter feed on Monday and be like, hey, way to go, guys. Yeah. I I mean, I have, so I've mentioned, I have the network now through via Peacock. Um, and I have Peacock via, like, some thing. I don't know. I don't even know how to fuck. I guess it's like, oh, I guess I have Peacock. And I'm not paying for it. Um, and, but I don't know. Like, it's tonight. Um, but I'm not sitting here going, like, Oh man, I really—it's it's not appointment viewing anymore. WrestleMania is not appointment no, viewing. That and is a very good point. Maybe that's my lapsed fan, but I mean, I still follow the WWE. I still, I still follow them on Twitter. I still follow what they're doing. I check, I'm you know, I listen to like Wrestle Talk tell me how terrible Raw is, and you know, and <laughs> I, I feel like it was sort of it, it sort of encapsulates how bad the build to WrestleMania has been and how terrible the product has been. So obviously Wrestle Talk, they make money. Like this is their jobs. Like, you know, it's it's what we're doing, but they're successful at it and they actually make money off of it to the point where they don't have other jobs really. And so they they do their Monday review and they spent the first and they normally they have just like their little like, you know, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, you know, I had a good weekend. Did you have a good weekend? Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's talk about Raw. They spent the the intro took thirty minutes because they didn't want to talk about Raw. They're like, do we have to talk about Raw? Can we just talk about? You know, I rewatched the Dark Knight this past weekend. Can we talk about how Dark Knight was a great movie? Can we please not? To, it, like, look, we we're in charge. We own the channel. Why are we? Do we have to do this? And just listening to them lament the fact that they even had to talk about Raw, I think is it kind of encapsulates. Like, this is they, this is their job. And the only reason they're talking about it is because they can get money off of it. It sort of encapsulates just how bad. All right, well, real quick, real quick. You are no longer allowed to say the word encapsulates because that was six in one paragraph. So we're taking that. We're taking that out of the vernacular for the time being. We'll get back to it on our next episode. The other side of the coin, and you know, you're not too far off, is. I don't necessarily think that Monday Night Raw's product is terrible. What I think is Monday Night Raw and and SmackDown are just very stagnant. And they've been in a holding pattern Mm -hmm. for over a year. And unlike other wrestling companies who sort of looked around and went, why don't we just call it a month back in March of 2020? They said, no, 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 everything's fine. And I'm in a business where everything's been fine since March of 2020. And, you know, the business as a whole is doing well. But a lot of us are taking a lot more PTO than we ever have. And it's because nobody has had an opportunity to catch their breath yet. And what you're seeing from from the major wrestling promotion is an entire company that's just sort of been treading water um, storytelling-wise for a literal calendar year. You know, we, we've said the yeah. best thing about wrestling in general is Roman Reigns. But if you watch his matches, they're slow plotting affairs that don't have a whole lot going on. And it's almost like maybe the acting of the story is better than the actual wrestling in this case. And that leads you to wonder, why didn't they just focus on storytelling this whole time instead of, I, I don't know. And, and, you know, do I really need another Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, WrestleMania match? I don't care what the version of it is. Do I truly need yeah. that? Yeah. It, I, I can't even like wrap my head around some of the, I, I, I'm so, and it's, you know, and again, it's partially, like, okay, so 
as we've gone over in the past few years of the show, like it's kind of become progressively harder and harder to support WWE because of the way that they are, the way they treat their people, the way they do this, that, and the other thing, you know, who they're, who they get their money from, who they give their money to. Um, then it's the past few years of product has made it incredibly simple to just go, all right, I'm done. I don't want it. And, like, and you know, nothing, nothing, if I can steal a phrase from you, Jesse, nothing encapsulates that better than the fact that the host of the 37th WrestleMania is Hulk Hogan, to which 80% of your viewing audience literally went, nah. Yeah. And, and you're so worried. I, you're so worried about what's going to happen at, you know, I don't know, in, in the middle of, of Duluth, that you're, you're forgetting that your audience is... Mu- you were this close to being relevant again with Bad Bunny. You were this fucking close, yeah. and you managed to screw it up. And it's mind-boggling. It is, it is mind-blowing how this, this guy yeah. came to you and said, I've been a giant wrestling mark my whole fucking life. I have one of the biggest songs in the world right now. Put me on your television screen. Let me do my thing. People will, people will come. People will come. And the WWE went, but what if we did this instead? And everyone just sort of goes, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got his tag match, but like. He was the know, most important thing in wrestling for a week, and they couldn't figure out how to build on it. Build a program yeah. around him. Who cares? Damian Priest is his heavy. But, He's the guy who, you know, he can talk him up, and the Damian shows up and beats the hell out of people, and they rise together. And you can build a program around this. You can make this a WrestleMania moment. Who's the Intercontinental Champion right now? I don't even know. Just tell me. It's big. Okay, great. All uh, Who's the U.S. Champion? Matt Riddle, please take someone. You could have, you yeah. could, so so you could have built Damian Priest as a monster killer, and Bad Bunny is his manager. This could have been definitely Vendetta. We just had Bad Bunny come. I mean, he goes, you know, my boy is here. He's going to take your shit. He's going to run with it. Da 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 da. And here he is. It's Damian Priest. Yeah. He comes out and he fires a big arrow into Matt Riddle, and Riddle throws his feet off, and birds fly out of him, and then he takes a spear, and it's all over, and that's it, and that's the end of the day. And then, oh, and then everyone goes, oh, my God. Damian Priest just killed Matt Riddle dead and took yeah. his belt. And suddenly you have a new star on your hands. Yeah, but no. No, they don't like, they don't like making stars. They, I, I think we, we, we touched on this a long time ago. But the WWE, they don't make WWE for us no. anymore. They don't make it for the fans. They don't make it for the fans either. They are only making it. It's it's all it's like WWE is like a money laundering scheme at this point. It really is. They all they do is, yeah. It, it, it and there's a they they do this it's this bare minimum, half-assed TV show that you know it. They, it's like there was a, there was a big frog in Miami and they made so much money but they made they sold zero shirts and you know it's like hmm. You're not really selling any shirts, but you guys seem to have a lot of money. Hmm, I wonder what what's that about? Uh, yeah, uh, you know. Okay, I'm not sure they're not making. They don't care about. It. 
I don't know. It's, it, I was trying to make a trying to make a good metaphor, but I can't think of one. Uh, I had the metaphor, but I didn't work it out in my head. Um, they, they, they don't. It's all about just getting to that next like big payday from whoever the hell that payday is coming from, and you know, weekly TV be damned. Uh, now, it's interesting. It, it's difficult. I feel like devil's advocate you and me and the other loud nerds on the internet are not who WWE makes their TV for. Okay. They're, they're not, they're not question. Who, who are they making TV for? I mean, I, if you can't figure out how to get one of the biggest stars on the planet on TV regularly in a good program, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, are you waiting for Johnny Cash to come walking from the grave so you can put him out? You know what we need? We need the Allman Brothers. We need, uh, who, who else was a big star in 1976? Yeah, somebody, somebody get me Jefferson Starship and put them on Raw. Like, who are you selling to? Yeah, I mean, it is, I, I mean, maybe it is the grain farmer in Duluth. I don't, I don't know. But, some, it, it I don't know who the WWE is for anymore, but it's definitely not us. It's possible that there is a swath of WWE fandom that loves this shit, and they think it's great, and they love the fact, and they think it's hilarious that Matt Rill was such a dumbass stoner that he forgot his line on Raw, and they love the fact, and they love Reginald, and they love... I can't even think of anything else on Raw, because I don't fucking... I'm not even fucking watching it. But... And maybe that's why... Maybe that's why I am so much more interested in AEW because I feel like, whereas WWE is a 100%, they don't give a shit about that, the the loud nerds on Twitter. AEW is making a show for the loud nerds on Twitter. Well, I don't even know. Or at least it feels like it in some way. Figured out what they'll show for the loud nerds on Twitter. I think what they're doing is they're just making a wrestling show. So a long time ago, NXT was the hottest thing in the world. And uh, MSL, my buddy, you know, guy who helps run MLW, had a really great line about it where he's just like, well, the show isn't that good, but it's just it's just watching wrestling. Like, I like watching MLW because it it's presented as a, well, it's presented as wrestling. Like, they even so far as to put the guy, yeah. put the combatants' names on the bottom of the screen and they have a timer. And I'm like, yeah, this is all very cute, but it's also presented as. Yes, MLW. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, 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 they take it. MMA level, but also it's it's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's, it's I'm watching, it's wrestling. I'm watching yeah. wrestling right now. It's just wrestling. There's nothing very interesting about the American Werewolf yeah. versus John Gresham. I'm watching it, and I'm just like, oh, here's two guys doing some wrestles, and you know, this is what I'm here for. Now they're they're doing the two count spot over and over again, where everybody gets a. T- when was the last time you saw a really good two count war on Raw? Or on, on SmackDown, where one, two, oh, one, two, oh, bridge, one, two, oh, reverse German, one, two, oh, backslide, one, two, oh, arm drag, one, two. When was the last time you saw that dumb shit, Lamahi Straw Cradle? When was the last time you saw that on the WWE? I, I mean, I can't even think of it. But I, so it is possible that AEW is just like, cool, let's just, let's do a wrestle. Yeah. And the fact that they just like, all right, we're going to wrestle. <coughs> Uh, the, it actually, you're just sitting here like, oh, uh, uh, this, is, 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 is this a wrestle? It's been so long since I've seen a wrestle. Like, do you mean, are you meaning to tell me this match is going to last more than five minutes? And, and I don't, <clears throat> they're, not, they're, getting, they're, getting, they're getting 12 minutes, and uh, they're going to work an arm. 
for 12 minutes and Jim Ross is going to yeah. going to tell everybody, you know, if you focus on the arm, that sets up a shoulder uh, uh, breaker and uh, a shoulder breaker when done correctly is a very yeah. devastating maneuver. And that sets up an arm bar uh, or a chicken wing that Bob Backlund used to use. And you sit there and you go, you know, this all makes sense. Yeah, I, you know, so this is a couple weeks ago. So Christian Cage and Kazarian had, they, they gave him like 12, 15 minutes I mean, okay, let's, they are both very talented professional wrestlers, despite the fact that they're both push, pushing 50. Yeah. Um, and it, they, you know, I was watching, I'm like, this is just a good match. And I was blown away because it was just a good match. So and is AEW I, like revolutionary or is it like, all right, well, here's two dudes. They're going to get in the middle of the ring and they're going to beat the piss out of each other for 15 minutes. And you're going to sit here and go, these two guys are beating the piss out of each other for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they, uh, you know, they figured out how to take things that you know people just like. You know, like so everybody loves FTR. You know, the the, the revival, and they actually decided like, cool, we're gonna have. Well, everyone aside from Rick, um, but they just let them go out there and have that kind of match, and everyone's like, oh, okay, this is great. And you know, you put them in the ring against the Young Bucks, and you're gonna have a fucking great ass time like i'm i'm gonna good wrestling do a hot take you ready for this hot take ready for this the young bucks are bad at wrestling thank you thank you for coming to my tech yeah they 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 are they are incredibly they are incredibly talented at being spot monkeys and i and i and this is as a person who is a Young Bucks fan. I do like watching the Young Bucks wrestle. But I also enjoy watching uh, Ricochet and Will Ospreay. I was going to say, bounce I, off that, each with, other. that Ricochet Will Ospreay match, I will watch it every day for the rest of my life. And I'll just sit there and go, do the flip. I, oh, that's amazing. Oh, do it again. Oh, you did it again. Oh, that's so great. There is zero cycle. <laughs> There's zero cell. None whatsoever. <laughs> it's literally two pro It's It's you take two professional gamers. And you have them play a wrestling yeah. game. And that's exactly what that yeah. is. But, I mean, yeah. Also, I mean, AEW does, they they, they, have, they have, they they are good at pandering to a specific set of, you know, people. When you have Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor in a fight in an arcade match against, you know, a guy who's really good at, you know, being a flippy kicky guy and Rusev, you know, that match was really fucking fun. And it was, you know, so... It, 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 it can be said that really great fun matches are there's they, they, it's not just only good wrestling they do have the you know well, that top what they're, level what they're, they're 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 not they're not talking down to you they're not making you hate they're, they're letting you boo who you want to boo and cheer who you want everyone's like oh it's so terrible that everyone sings judas as uh jericho comes in the ring well like yeah but when he turned face it was astronomical because people got to cheer him and when was the last time you saw yeah. a crowd get worked into a shoot and then be really happy about the shoot? They're, they're sitting here and we want to cheer. Yeah, Let yeah. us cheer Chris Jericho. We're going to do it. All right, fine. Chris Jericho's a face yeah. now. And everyone went, yay! What's so yeah. wrong with that? that it, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I, I'm sorry. Like, if I'm at a wrestling show, I'm going to fucking sing Judas. Because Judas is a, it. Okay, it's not, I, I'm not going to sit here just listening to Judas on my own. Be, but if I'm in that kind of setting, 
it's a banger. It really is. It's a it's a catchy it's a catchy butt rock song. And if I'm in that, you know, like, why not? You know what I found myself doing the it, other day? Like, literally, I'm sitting at home. I'm working on my computer, and I just start. I just sat there for a second. I looked up and went, and I just went, "Oh, bask in his glory." Oh, oh yeah. bask in his. And I literally, I don't know why. Like that has just been in. Like it's probably like right, right about here. Like I got this lump on my head, yeah. and it, and then that's 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 the bask in my glory chant. And it's just it's somebody just pressed it. Yeah. Maybe I like leaned he, in my and, cushion. I went, and then I said to myself, hey, "Where the hell is Keith Lee?" And then I started following on Twitter, and I see yeah. him change his name to the Impatient Lee. And I went, "Oh, he's mad. He big mad." <laughs> And, and I said, yeah, I mean, what did you expect, though? Like, if you want to understand what the WWE is, you need to look at Shinsuke Nakamura, who just looks at people and goes, they pay me to go surf, and I don't care. Like, you know my name. Yeah. You know who I am. I show up. I do my my almost Michael Jackson hand gestures. I have my seven-minute match. And then I go hang out with my kids, and I take in yeah. more surfing. And I'm really happy to be here. And you go, but Shinsuke, you're not the WWE champion. He goes, but who gives a shit about being the WWE champion? And you go. Exactly. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. And yes, I love the fact that he's just there. Yeah. He, and, you know, he when he when he needs to put on a good match, he will put on a great match because he's Shinsuke Nakamura. And, you know, if the WWE decided to give him a belt, cool. But otherwise, he's just like, yeah, um... Let's, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get, get to the beach. Let's like, oh, you're not, you're not using me for all this week. Sweet. I've got a set out there that I've been meaning to catch deuces. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's almost, he's almost the Serpentico of, of the WWE. He's like, I'm going on first because I'm getting the fuck yeah, out of I here. I got video games and energy bars. I got to roll. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go shit on John Cruz for three hours on Twitter. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I love, I love how much John Cruz, how much, how much Snake Man hates John. It's Cruz. very fun, and and the amount of time that you and I have had to hang out with Snake Man, and the fact that he doesn't follow us on Twitter proves my point about how much I hate oh. pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, well, John Cruz wears a shirt that I made for him <laughs> in his promo photos on AEW Dark. So, like that's so I'm on I'm on Team John Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> Hear me, Snake Man. I'm on Team John Cruz. Here I am looking. I'm on Team. I saw you almost die at Fest Wrestling, and I was there to help you back up and check on your broken ass finger. And then I looked you in the snake eye, and I said, "You don't fucking do this anymore." And you said, "I swear to God, Rick, I'm not going to do that anymore." And I said, "Good, Snake Man. Now get back in the fucking ring and win." And now you don't even talk to me on Twitter like we're not friends. Fuck you, Snake Man. Fuck you, all right? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you big time me? No one likes Luke. How dare you big time me? You know who doesn't big time me? My coach. My coach doesn't big time me, and he's got a check mark, and uh, Tom Lawler is all over the internet. He doesn't big time me, but Snake Man. Snake Man has to big time Rick. Okay. okay. Rick sees you, Snake Man. I don't want to fight. In your beady snake eyes. I don't want to fight him. He would, he would probably somehow beat me up. No, no. He'll hit you in the nuts. I, I, don't want, I, don't want to, I don't want to think about that. Jesse, that's enough pro wrestling. We're now getting into incredibly inside baseball talk, which means it's time for us to move on because nobody gives a shit about our inside jokes. Yes. Let's move on. You had asked me a question 
about what is an NFT and why does Rick care? And I'm going to explain this to you. This is a new thing that somebody came up with this brilliant idea of essentially, for all intents and purposes, selling the original unique URL of a JPEG so that you, Jesse Long, can have the JPEG and buy it. It evolved a little bit yeah. from there into like moving JPEGs, da, 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 and you know that's where the NFT, you know, non non fundable token or whatever the hell it is. But essentially, like not fungible. I don't know what fungible. I never is. looked it up. I didn't care enough because as soon as I realized what this was, <laughs> I just sort of went, "All right, so this is just sort of the evolution of buying a print." So behind me, of course, is my uncle Steve's fabulous uh, painting that I love to death. I love that, and then there's your painting there, and and you know. I just, I love, I love works of art. Here's some of my work over here. Just some random stuff. This is my buddy. This is, uh, let me see, right here. This is uh, uh, one of my uh, friends whose name suddenly escapes me, but he's on my Instagram. Why can't I think of his name? Oh my God, did he sign it? No, but anyway, why can't I think of his name? Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, just one of those senior moments, but I love having artwork around me. Now, yeah. um, I also have a print, uh, which is a picture of a piece of art that I can't afford the original piece of art. So I have a print of it. Uh, I also have a print of yeah. uh, some of, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Sh Schamberger's work, Rob Schamberger. I've got a couple of his prints because it's beautiful. Yeah. But I cannot actually afford the original artwork. Comic books are prints of actual comic, of actual artwork. I have lots yeah. of those, but I do not have much in the way of original art. Why, Jesse? Why do I not have much in the way of original art? Uh, because money is, uh, you don't have disposable income. I don't have disposable income and artists deserve lots of money for their hard work. I would love yep. to buy a Harley Quinn original from Amanda Connor. I don't have $1,500, which I definitely think is too yep. low of a price anyway, but she's willing to sell one of her Harley Quinns for like $2,500 or something. I can't afford that. Yeah. So, no. The NFT. So, so, ex yeah. Yeah. The NFT is so just explain the evolution that of this. It is the, so it is literally buying a URL that has an original JPEG image on it. Okay. So, does that mean that my, is, is, is my original file of the, this old Young Bucks t shirt design, is that an NFT? Is that an NFT? Could it be an NFT? I suppose. If somebody could, yeah. But it's it's just sorry. My uh, my my assistant is for me to write something down. Okay. My assistant being my wife. Just hold on one second. But um, so yeah, I, that's that's what I was. I, I so it's just art dealing. It's just buying art. It's buying art, just, and, or in know, this case, buying non-existent art. Because the problem with NFTs yeah. and the problem with JPEGs and the problem with all of these things is that they have to be uploaded on a server and they have to be held on a server somewhere. And if that server were to disappear, then your NFT would also disappear. So the, the idea yeah. that you're buying anything is kind of ridiculous because a lot of these NFTs can just utterly vanish overnight. And well, that sort of makes sense. But that's basically what it is, is you're buying a, a tiny URL. That's, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, the guy who figured that out 
congratulations. You are a wonderful scammer. Yeah, all this really is more than anything is just, you know, remember a couple of years ago, a guy bought a banana taped to a wall for $250,000? Yeah. This is a guy buying a banana on a wall for $250,000 because rich people need a way to throw their money around because all being rich is is a giant money laundering scheme anyway. So after this, I'm going to go and I'm going to try and see if I can uh, NFT my uh, old Young Bucks t-shirt or some of my old barbershop. You'll get dollars, I'm sure, and someone will definitely not be mad at you. That's fine. I, I, that's more dollars than I have. Mm-hmm. So I like dollars. I like, I like money. I like, I, I like money. Oh, I like money. Uh, but <laughs> that is essentially, and now there's more to it. I'm not going to sit here and profess to you that I know everything about it, but it is essentially you're buying a tiny URL. And if you, if you have more to it than that, good for you. But it's, it's buying a tiny so, URL. So if, in this example, some psychopath wants to actually buy the original, you know, the original PNG that I sent Ken over at Barbershop Window for the, the Milwaukee Bucks looking Young Bucks t-shirt design that I made eight years ago. If somebody actually wanted to spend money on that, they give me money and then I, like, give them that file? Theoretically, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Now, now the question yeah. becomes... What's stopping you from just copying the file again? And also, it's yeah, a- because if I email, if, if I email you the young bucks, you know, young bucks underscore bsw dot png, and it's still on my computer. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, encrypted, you know, some sort of, you know, it, maybe it's like Pokemon trading where you know, like I okay, I gave you my Bulbasaur and you give me a Mewtwo, and now I don't have a Bulbasaur anymore, but I got a Mewtwo. You know, all it is in the end, more than anything, is just another opportunity for people to say, ah, look how much money I spent on this random piece of shit. And that's that. By the way, I'm watching Vera Scott versus Jordan Grace. And this is this is this is a match. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. wrestling. But yeah, if I if I wanted to look into uh, NFTs further, I would. But once I read that it, it boils down to essentially buying a tiny URL and calling it artwork, I went, okay, well, one moment, please. Yeah. Cat wars are happening, so I've got this spray bottle. <laughs> I should use that on my kids. Goddamn children. <laughs> there you are. There you are, you little bitch. Take water, take water. Ah. Hello, everyone. You successfully watered your cats? Yeah, right in the face. Be sure to water Right in the goddamn face. Yeah. I think I would, I need to start doing that. I need to get just a spray bottle. Maybe that's where, like, you know, super soakers came from. If somebody's spritzing water at a cat, and then their kid was being shit, and they're like, wait a minute. Maybe this could be a thing. (laughs) Don't look up the history of super soakers. It is very depressing and deep-seated. Oh, okay, I won't. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, Basically, a person of color invented them and then had it stolen from him and never given credit for it. And I like somebody, somebody made a joke on Tumblr, like, how is everything racist? They're trying to tell me that super soakers are racist. Then you find the story behind the creation of super soakers and you're just like, oh my God. (laughs) All right. You mean, do you mean to tell me, Rick, that people of color have had things taken from yes. them by white people. Yes. And, and oh, Rick, what country are we living in? One where this happens quite regularly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, quickly, let's delve into the world of popular culture a little bit further than we have. We got a number, a number of uh, um, uh, releases and uh, promos and videos. We have Star Trek season two, or Picard season two, which is obviously going to feature Q, which is great. Mm -hmm. We've got Falcon Falcon Winter Soldier continues to be great. Invincible is great. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy just dropped. Yeah, how have been? I haven't, I haven't watched Invincible. I, I I never read it, so like I I, I know of it. If you if you've never read so it, if you've never read it, you'll enjoy it a lot. Uh, I read it and I, okay. I, I watch it. I'm like, oh, okay. It's it's very much Robert Kirkman just doing Robert Kirkman things in that he writes okay. this really great story. Like he wrote The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. he wrote Marvel Zombies, he wrote Invincible. But when it comes to writing his TV shows, all he really does is update the TV show to better match the comic. It's not new or different. It's literally just the comic only in, in TV form. But then, uh, I'm trying to think, so what else was there? Yeah, I, I mean, I saw all the, you know, the, 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 the Star Trek-y stuff, and I was super hyped for it. Oh, you, you okay? Yeah. Everything okay? Yeah. Good. You, you good? Yeah. You're good? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I love you too. Oh, I got flipped off. <laughs> so there's uh, um, there's all that, and then perhaps the biggest thing though for our nerd sensory is the Loki preview. The Loki trailer came out, and that yeah. was something else. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited for uh. Uh, MCU Doctor yes. Who. Yes. And I don't care what anybody says. It is 100% going to be MCU Doctor Who or maybe, you know, Quantum I was going to say it's, some, it's more Quantum Who than anything or, or Doctor Leap, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, definitely not. I mean, he's not going to be in like a, you know, he's not going to be in a green box, you know, with a, with a, you know, with a young blonde companion. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that. I, I think I'm more excited for that than I am like any of the other. So I feel like that's the one that like, you know, like I was, I was excited for WandaVision. I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying, I'm excited for Winter Soldier and, and continuing the enjoyment of that. Um, but yeah, I feel like Loki is a little bit more of like the, it, it's, it's, I, I, it has a little bit more of a, you know, excitement level to it. It's getting like, okay, well, well this one, for me, yeah, this for one, me, I feel like this is the most episodic show that we are going to get from Marvel. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's going to be every week is going... Like, this was this was the whole premise of the entire MCU having its own TV series was, was Loki. We were going to see what was Loki up to this whole time. And... Yeah. yeah. 
the fact that he is the poor bastard, not Steve Rogers, who apparently has to go back and fix time. And we're going to find out that Steve basically just said nuts to all this and just hung out with his wife the whole time. I think that's hilarious. And I think that's great. Like Steve finally got retirement. Um, and yeah. I, I, it's going to be really funny to watching Loki trying to figure out every week a different way to get, you know, the dog collar off of him so that he can go back to being a monster. And every yeah. week he's going to come up short and eventually he's going to become young Loki and, you know, be a hero hero. And everyone's going to be like, oh, it's so great. It's going to be a fun journey. I, I cannot yeah. wait. It's going to, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be, you know, it'll be Doctor Who, but if the Doctor was a bad person. Well, it's, it's just going to be watching, good... it's going to be watching the Master slowly become less of an asshole. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited by that one. I'm definitely, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is just because it's so obviously similar to Doctor Who that I'm more excited about that than anything else. But, um... Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. That's probably going to be the most episodic one. And like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is just a six-hour-long movie split over six weeks, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm fine with that. And obviously, WandaVision sort of was like both. It was like episodic and then sort of not, but still episodic. Well, it was it was but episodic, yeah, I, but it had a direct like route. I I can suspect that Loki yeah. may go on for some time. I we will never see another season of WandaVision ever again, and nor should we. Nor should we. No. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. is clearly just a very long movie, and I don't know if that means we're going to get more Falcon and Winter Soldier after this. I don't know if I'm for or against it, but I can tell you that I want Loki, if, if what we're seeing in the trailers is accurate, I want it to just be this, and maybe it's just this forever, and yeah. this is just how we get Tom Hedelson, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. I'm if if one show sticks around, I'm glad and hope, I'm hopeful that it'll be that one. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I feel like maybe Miss Marvel and like Moon Knight and those those might be them setting up something to be, you know, a continuing thing. I I would I would be remiss if uh, you know, Miss Marvel didn't make it out of one season or you know, or you know, Moon Knight was just like, "Cool, here's a thing, here's a guy." And then, "Okay, cool, move on." See, we'll see you in a in Avengers 8. Yeah, and then there's also She-Hulk and a bunch of other stuff that we're not getting to, but Oh yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh There's so <laughs> What's that? I was like there's so many damn shows. I mean, obviously that's the I mean, that's the point, you know. It's like, "Okay, cool, we did this show and then a couple weeks later, there's another show and a couple weeks later there's another show and you know it's it makes sense it, you know it's that longevity you know creating a demand for themselves because you know i mean mighty ducks isn't you know enough of a thing to keep people around i have not watched an episode of it i will not watch an episode of it unless i need to it's just no i mean it's not really for i i'm in, i'm i'm watching it with my kid because i got him to watch the mighty ducks movies like a you know, a few months ago, but I, I mean, I got him to watch the Mighty Ducks movies a few months ago, knowing this show was coming out. And I, I was a huge fan of those movies when I was a kid and, you know, and then I got to rewatch them and I was like, Oh, these don't suck. They aren't terrible. They don't, they're not, it's not a movie from my childhood where you watch and you're like, yeah, that third one against Fidlin is terrible though. Like what was the point of that? Oh, you know, yeah, the college one, D3 was just sort of like, all right, guys, let's, let's, that's enough. The second one was good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, the second one with the Goodwill games. Um, and, but the, the, I, I'm enjoying the new show. It's, it's, it really only exists if 
I, I don't even know if a kid with no knowledge of the Mighty Ducks has, you know, I don't know if it even like ma would matter to them, but, and, and I definitely feel like the only reason that my son is enjoying it is because I made him watch the other movies. And I mean, I'm at, like I said, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just that special, like Mighty Ducks Mark who I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, why is, why is Bombay like a curmudgeon old fuck and he doesn't like hockey anymore? What's happening? You know, was that the so, of the I first mean, movie? I mean, he was a conventionally old, you know, old fuck when, the, yeah, in that. But now he's, now he's a, you know, to the, it, it, it's interesting. It's very, it's to the, to the point of, like, he's a comedic old, just like, ah, I don't fucking like hockey. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up, man. Go away. Yeah, he's, uh, whatever. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm curious. I, it has done enough for me to want to continue to watch the show. I'm not just going to, like, go, like, all right, you, Jason, just go watch the show and, Tell me what happens, but I didn't know. Okay. But it definitely wouldn't be enough. It's, it's not on the level of, you know, you know, the, the, the Mandalorian MCU. It's not that kind of shit. By the way, Vera Scott, uh, Vita Scott here using her energy drink as poison mist is hilarious. Just putting that out. That I, there needs to be more variants of poison mist in wrestling. That just, Whatever it is. I had one in my head that I, I, I don't remember what it was. But I remember it was just one of those shower thoughts and I was thinking of some specific wrestler who does something. And I was like, wait a minute, what if it did this? And then that would work as that. And but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what I'm talking about. But um yeah, I, I, I love the variants of the poison mist. Especially if it, you know, it's like a real world thing. And I feel like in wrestling if it has you, you can all you have to do the the setup can be obvious and you can just like <laughs> That's maybe maybe not during COVID times. Wait till everybody's got their vaccine before you, you know, spit something in somebody's space. That should still be a finish. Is the COVID nineteen? That 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 yeah yeah that should be the finish. It's just you just sneeze in someone's face now and then they sell it like they're dead. Well, no, they they wrap because they wrap them face in a they wrap their face in a towel and then the referee has to like start administering sanitizer. But you start pinning them because you're a heel and the referee has to count three before you can sanitize the guy. <laughs> it's it's. It's basically like wrapping a guy up with his own shoelaces. There, I just wrote an entire storyline. Jesse Long! I need to ask you a couple questions. Ask me. Jesse Long, what's pissing you off? What's pissing me off is Amazon, because I ordered a set of uh, headphones that I would, they told me they'd be here last night. And I was in 100% intending on using them on this podcast today. And I was not going to be in my garage. I was going to be in my pool using my brand new waterproof headphones, so I could so I could float in my fucking like little inflatable dinghy in the pool like a like a fucking dick and just be lounging in my pool while I'm talking to you uh, about how much we hate WrestleMania. But they haven't shown up yet. They might be here now, but they aren't. They didn't show up in time for me to do this podcast. So that was. Luckily, that's all that's really pissed me off this past couple weeks. What's pissing you off, Rick? I don't even... I, like, there's so much to unpack from that. Like, just the idea that... I mean, I mean, literally, like, you're choosing now, after yesterday, their whole attempt to unionize was, like, mysteriously shot down in Alabama, and nobody's really sure how the voting was like so two to one when there isn't even yeah. that many people who voted and you're like fucking amazon i hate those guys i wish they peed in a cup more so that i could get my headphones and i'm just like 
I have honestly, I've been so detached. I've been so busy at work. I haven't even been following the Amazon union thing. And I, I, I've been seeing like, I get like little bits of it, but I haven't had a chance to even follow it. Okay. All right. Well, and I guess maybe that's, maybe that's capitalism at work is I'm too busy at work to notice what's happened. Well, the, the major issues. There it is. Shut up and get back. Shut up and get back. Don't, Say don't productivity just or face a 15% decrease in overall pay. Do you understand? productivity <laughs> yeah. um so. well what's pissing me off is actually not that uh, i don't really care uh about unions whatsoever i think that unions are better uh but i also think that we live in a world where six people have more money than 10 million and that's kind of a bigger problem so do i think unions are a good way yeah. to go absolutely i think unions are a good way to go but I also think the fact that Zuckbot9000, Jeff Bezos, his ex-wife, and um, Warren Buffett combine for money Voltron, and they have more money than the other United States, like all of it, like, I look at that, I, uh, that that's a bit more of an issue to me, personally. Yeah, I've never, I will, I will never it's always been like this thing that's stuck in my head that after like, uh, yeah, after Bezos and his wife broke up that he had so much money that her, like whatever, Al, whatever the, the, the money you get in a divorce, if you're, you know, if you have your relationship set up that way, um, that she based off of how much money he had, she be now became one of the richest people in the world and his rank of whatever richest person in the world didn't even change it fell it fell to three just all it fell to three it fell to three and then oh. six months later he was back to one and anyway so what's pissing me off this week is actually um something very uh very inside baseball to my personal life but it's it's hilarious um what's pissing me off is the idea of getting a quote on getting your air conditioner fixed so if you call up an air conditioner company, you're a homeowner now, Jesse, you will have to face this someday. You call up air conditioner companies yeah. and air conditioner companies come to your home and they check shit out and they write up a quote and they send you the quote on how much it's supposed to cost. Um, this is a free thing mm -hmm. that just about everyone does, but what they don't tell you is that they just don't really bother sending you the quote. You have to like follow them and harp on them and get them to do something. Yeah. And it's very weird, but in the state of Florida, it doesn't matter if you don't if you don't say, yeah, I'll take that quote. There's always going to be business elsewhere. We live in a state where air conditioning is mandatory, so it doesn't really matter. So what's pissing me off yeah. is I had one guy come out and he looked at a roof and he did this and he sent me a quote and I'm looking into it and I'm thinking this might be the way to go. And then I called up another company. I'm like, hey, I want you guy to come out, you know, give us a quote. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'm like, listen, my condo unit was made in 1972. It's a very awkward height. It's like 26 and a half feet. From the ground to the roof you're going to need a much bigger ladder than you think there's no roof access and i tell this to the person who's like no roof access bigger limp dan housing understands so uh so so i call dan housing roofing and dan housing says yeah we're sending someone out right away they're gonna be there uh, you know and you'll, you'll give dan housing his uh, company many uh, dollars and uh you know you'll get roof roof equipment and uh, it'll be very cold and very evil and I said, thank you, Dan Housen Roofing. That's how. What I learned this is that you do an amazing Dan Housen impersonation. <laughs> and, and, and I said, thank you, Dan Housen Roofing. And he said, no problem. Make sure you buy my notes. And I said, thank you, Dan Housen. Have a good day. 
So Dan Housen's roofing guy comes out and he goes, oh, shit. You know, these condos were made in like the early 70s. And I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, you know, I didn't come out here with my 26-footer. Really? So You mean, So yeah. I'm, did, I'm you, gonna, did you read the notes? I'm just going to check in. I'm going to check in uh, side real quick. I'm going to check in, you know, uh, and, and he opens up his, he opens up his, his little thing. And he's like writing notes down and goes, well, you know, there it is. It literally says bring the 26 footer. Yeah. yeah. I should have checked my notes before I came. That. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was last I hope they gave you a good quote, Rick, because yeah. that was last week. I still haven't I, uh, gotten the quote from the guy. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then, you know, of course, the flip side, because it's Florida, you know, you have all these companies that do all that. And then, but you really, you really, the, what you, then you go, you get like two quotes from two other companies and then you, and then you, then you ultimately go with uh, a guy named Cliff that you're, that somebody, somebody, somebody knows and he fucking does it for like fifty to a hundred dollars cash, yeah. and it's owed. But your shit works, and that's all that fucking yeah. matters. Yeah, the guy goes up on your roof. He uh, performs alchemy. He calls on uh, uh, Valhalla to send down a Valkyrie. The Valkyrie touches the air conditioning unit. You give the guy two hundred dollars and a six pack, and that's it. And it's really weird, but it works for twenty five years. That that was me with my um. So this house didn't have a microwave um for whatever it's it, it had a spot for a microwave but it didn't have the wiring for a microwave. So like clearly whoever owned when they built it they bought the sort of you know the over the range cabinetry for that like would work for a microwave but there was it wasn't drilled out for a microwave. There was no electrical above. There was no like outlet above the stove to do all that. So we were like all right, well, someone's gonna have to run a line here. And so we call electrical company and they come out and they're like, they looked at all the like electrical stuff in my house is uh, creeping up on 50 years old. And they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, this isn't really up to code. And you know, like there's, you know, this, this is, you got exposed stuff here and you this, this wiring and all that stuff. And like, you know, laundry, laundry list of things like that's going to be like $2,500 just for us to get to the point where you can put a drop line in the, in your kitchen. And I'm like, cool. So I call up my boss's guy, Cliff. And he's like, I'll do it for 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, that, that's, yeah. I've got a guy at the gym where I'm just like, yeah, so this is my situation. He goes, I'll stop by tomorrow. You got $25. We'll put a new sink in. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's all. You drive, in, you, 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 then you, the two of you drive to your bank, you take out some cash and be like, good business, man. And that's it. It's, it's funny how that works. Jesse. What did you learn? What did you learn this week? What did you learn this week? Oh. oh, okay. You want me to go? You want me to start? Yeah, you go. You go. Uh, so this week I learned that um, when push comes to shove, if I threaten my wife with going to the ER, she'll finally do what I ask of her. Uh, this was this was truly a hilarious situation that I will never allow her to live down for as long as we are married uh, for the rest of our lives. So she got her second vaccine, and then throughout the week. She was complaining it was always too hot or too cold. She was dealing with some other medical stuff, so she wasn't at work. She was working from home all week, and she was like, man, it's really warm out here. And I said, it is 60 degrees outside. It is not warm in this house. And she goes, no, it's really warm. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I'd come back, and she'd, like, bundled up. She goes, God, it's so cold. And I'm like, really? You, you don't think that this is, you know, and she I don't know what, I don't know what that. And then it all came to a head 
on last week's episode of The Read Pile, where she essentially sat there for 25 minutes before everything came out of her in every which way and direction. And she laid on the couch afterwards, and I literally looked her in the face, and I said, I'm either going to go get you some fluids like Pedialyte, or we're going to the ER. These are your options. Yeah. And she looked at me, and she goes, I said, okay, then I'm going to go. Now, here's where it gets even funnier, all right? And she's probably going to kill me for saying all this. I don't give a shit. She, she has to live here. She pays rent. Um, so, so when I get back, she's drinking the Pedialyte. She takes little sips, you know, because she's very dehydrated. And nothing is staying in her system. She's got flu-like symptoms. What are the fucking odds? So she looks at me. She, she, this is how she gets through it. She's like, my spit's making me nauseous. So if I just spit in this cup, I'm not going to be nauseous. And then I won't. Have, so I look. So she's literally like, like she's got a big thing of chaw, and she's just. And we're watching the show. And then, and then at one point she's feeling okay. She's like, yeah, I gotta go up to use the bathroom. I'll go get another cup. And I'm like, another? Why don't you just empty the one you have? You go, oh, all right, that's a good idea. So she goes, she pours out the cup. You got to save the cup. <laughs> well, it had all of her nausea in it, Jesse. So she didn't want to, you know. <laughs> if you drop if you dump it down, it'll get back in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, you got you to you gotta, you gotta like, throw it in the trash. Like, that cup's useless now. It's, 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 you can never use it again. So last night, uh, we're, as we're loading up, I'm, you know, I'm getting Pedialyte. I'm getting pretzels and, you know, very easy-to-eat things for when you're sick yeah. and stuff like that, preparing for the shot today. Um she looks at me, she goes, listen, I might have been delirious at the time, but in my mind, that was a good idea, okay? And it worked. I didn't throw up at all, all right, after I started spitting into the cup. Yeah, I, I, that'll, be, that'll be Nikki, too, because that woman refuses to throw up. I have seen, we've been, so we've been married for uh, a lot of there years. There you go. And, this um, is why you need to get married and on a year to remember, want, man, 12, 12, 12, never going to forget it. Um, 12, 12 years. We've been together for 12 years. We've been 11, married for like 11 and a half. Whatever. Um, and I watched her have, she's had three kids and, um, food poisoning once. And in the entirety of our 12 year relationship, I have watched her thrown up, throw up twice. And neither of those had anything to do with pregnancy. And she, that woman is like, does not matter what's going on. She will not throw up. She will will herself to not throw up. It is. It's astounding. But so, yeah, if she's not feeling good, I'm going to enjoy it. I, my favorite part about all this is that basically the only way you could get her to drink Pedialyte is they like, I'm going to enact upon us financial ruin by taking you to the doctor or you're going to drink this electrolyte purple drink. For, like, that's your choice. For the record, it would have never been financial ruin because we don't pay medical bills because fuck that. Jesse Long, what oh. did you learn this week? I learned that um pokemon cards are popular again they've never really um, not been popular they they are no no this so the, this has been our saga with pokemon cards so we like easter was a couple weeks ago and we were like oh let's get some you know, kids like pokemon let's get them some pokemon cards so we like we a couple we got them like a couple little booster packs we're like all right again a little bit more and so then it turned out that so we went to target and there are none there are literally no pokemon cards anywhere not by the register not in the toy section 
And so I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So it turns out, I think it's, it was like Gen Z, like influencers have just decided that they're going to start collecting Pokemon cards now. And so now they, it's, they're, they're in vogue again. And so you can't get fucking Pokemon cards anyway. Uh, it has turned into. It's not, it's not true at all. You can get Pokemon hmm. cards at every Coliseum of Comics. I, I, they're on sale. Do they have me? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, they have. They have been hard to find. The reason why you can't in a regular. The store. reason why you can't find them at Target is the same reason why you can't like like. You probably just don't know this, but you also can't find baseball cards. You can't find football cards because the the tertiary market is back. Basically, resellers have realized that they can sell all of these things, and that's why you can't find them at Target because they sell them for under MSRP. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, there were there were a fair amount of like all the, the sports cards, but it was just the Pokemon cards. That, and they've had to Target had to enact a policy whereas you can only buy Pokemon cards at eight a.m. on Friday, and that's when and like so that people are lined up like Black Friday style just to get their fucking Pokemon cards. And I mean, we got some fucking cards, but <laughs> it, it was just a. It, it, I, I, it was such an interesting experience. Well, I don't know if I learned anything. Or I, maybe learned. I learned it's something that, you learned. Yeah. I, I learned that we're crazy enough to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning to go to Target to light up and, you know, get some fucking Pokemon cards. Dumb, dumb question. Have you considered just ordering them from Amazon? They don't have them on Amazon either. They don't have them at Walmart. They don't got them at Target. Nowhere. But but I mean, like, you could order them on Amazon and they'll show up eventually when they're back in stock. Well, I mean, yeah, we, I guess we could wait. We could wait. That's true. But I mean, I will say I, I did get like a card that's worth like 60 bucks. So. Well, then it was all worth it. It was all worth it, obviously. All right. I'm going to pretend like I don't know I spent in Pokemon cards yesterday. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> Okay. All right, Jesse Long. Well, uh, that yeah. was an interesting thing to learn. Uh, what, uh, 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 what kind of shit do we need to get in this week? Uh, I would say, um, well, please, for the love of God, buy our merch because I just spent way too much money on Pokemon cards. Uh, go to fullygimmick.com. You can buy all sorts of merch. You can buy the wonderfully designed new Get Your Shot In shirt. Um, I, I really do like the way that design came out. I, I, I'll suck my own dick for a second. I really like the way that shirt came out. It came out really cool. You should buy it. I have it on a mask. I put it in two different versions of the same shirt. Uh, there's all sorts of other wonderful merch for, uh, there's people like Nolan Edward who has, who has merchandise on there. We've got the cheese has merch. We've got I, fucking all sorts of people. Everybody, everybody's got some great merch on there, even Rick. And you find it all at fullygimmick.com. You can find us on Twitter at Team Hamathist, T-E-A-M-H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. I almost fucked up that time. Um, you can find Rick at The Reed Pile, The Reed Pile, R-E-A-D, uh, Pile. You can find the internet title at Internet Title. You can find the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network at the W-N-R-N. You, can, you should always listen to the IndieCast because they're better at this than us. Uh, they had a very good interview with Nolan Edward. Um, it was just a really fun interview. Um, just He's just a real fun dude to hear talk. He's a, I, I always enjoy uh, these interviews with the indie cast whenever they have somebody on there and you're like, oh, wow, this guy's actually like smart about the business. And he's just like an interesting person to listen to. And he's just not 
He's not just some like dumbass. <laughs> not saying all the, I'm not saying other guests they have are dumbasses, but it's that Nolan Edwards at like a a you know a certain level of guest, and it's been very enjoyable to hear. Um, what else? I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. Three, two, one, seventy-six jerks. It's always fun to just let you reel off at the mouth and just watch everything fall apart. It's always been one of my favorite parts of the show, just watching you slowly disintegrate into <laughs> nothing if I don't talk for five minutes. I'm going to change it in the rundown from Get Your Shit In to just the unravel. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a new show on Netflix. So uh, for the American dadass Jesse Long, all our friends at the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network, I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Uh, and we will be back in a couple of weeks to probably talk less about wrestling and more about other things. But also, uh, I recommend to everybody, just turn on Pluto TV and watch uh, Women's Revolution Wrestling or whatever the hell wrestling they have on here. If you're a fan of wrestling, you can actually find a lot of it on Pluto TV, which is ridiculous. And it just dawned on me that this is probably the most efficient way to watch wrestling these days. Anyway. No, it really is. Make sure you check out all of our friends uh, on the indie wrestling team this weekend if you are in the Tampa area. Uh, right about now, Effie's Big Gay Brunch is going to be starting up, and we love Effie, and we hope that his brunch is fantastic. The Twink Gauntlet, uh, we hope that a number of the Twinks survive, but with Peril on deck, you never know. His, uh, his need for Twinks is unstoppable no. and un unimaginable. And uh, as someone who has been in the presence of Peril, I can tell you any Twink that comes within 20 of him is sure to be devoured so again for our friends on the wrestling nerd radio network in the indie wrestling scene on iwtv which we hope to be someday but probably won't because life isn't fair i am the sussman rick sussman we will be back we are team hammerfist and uh we we look forward to hearing from you mom so talk to you soon